Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are doing a segment for International Podcast Day, and we're talking about our desires for Loki Season 2. All that and more with this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And I'm Ashley Coffin. And uh, today, we are going to be doing something we've been teasing for a while. Uh, Loki colon desires. Oh, colon desires sounds weird. That sounds weird. (laughs) I know it's punctuation, but it sounds weird. (laughs) I mean kind of up my alley <laughs> <laughs> all right all right getting blue already i like it <laughs> so what are we doing so uh we're, 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 we're as we said we're uh streaming this to the international podcast day uh and uh thank you for having us international podcast day if you uh our listeners if you get, go i think you can go rewatch the uh stream on their website check yeah, that out there'll be links everywhere yeah we'll put a link in the show notes <laughs> um but for our show, what we're doing today is we're talking about our desires for Loki season two. Um, what? Uh, who, who'd like to go first? We we each came up with a few. What do you What do you guys What do you guys want to see out of Loki? I, I've I've got I feel like the lowest hanging fruit on mine. And <laughs> I wonder if we're gonna mind meld. It, we might. We might. <laughs> Let me know if it's on your list. Uh, <laughs> I want to see a reconciliation with his brother. More than anything. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that was my third one. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. We do this. It's a great one. We've been talking about it forever, ever since, you know, season one. We were talking about how amazing it would be if we saw some sort of reconciliation between Loki, who's out traveling the cosmos and his, well, the multiverse, really, and his brother, who he had left behind on his timeline. I don't know if we'll get it here or if I want it, like, later, like we've talked about in, like, Secret Wars or one of the future movies, but, like, I do want it so bad, so bad. I don't think that we're going to see them have a reunion, but what I'd really like, my desire out of the Thor thing, is I want to see other people, including Thor, see the hero that Loki has become. Because now he's kind of, you know, he was starting to become a hero at the end of Ragnarok into Infinity War. And then we were back and forth in the first season with, you know, what's he actually going to do? But at the end, he's kind of on that hero trajectory. And I would just like to see, you know, people who knew him or, you know, his other him, this is, you know, variant him, to to have done the things that Thor always expected, you know, was mm-hmm. deep inside his heart. Mm. Yeah. And, like, the... I, I love the idea of, like, we saw him starting to become the hero or whatever in, in Ragnarok, but, like, that was... That was a different Loki. He's gone through different yeah, things, different and like guy. they reset him, mm-hmm. you know, at the at the beginning. 
And so like, this is a different Loki, but he still does end up being that heroic person. And like being able to see any version of Thor, you know, acknowledge the hero that he's become and kind of give him that, that nod, that kudos of like, you know, maybe my brother isn't all that bad. Like, cause he, there were these other times where he was like, Oh, you're the worst brother. And then like, now it's like, no, he's the best. <laughs> mm. He is the best. Well, it's interesting. I think it's interesting, you guys, the way you're talking about Loki. I agree that he's taking steps toward becoming a hero, definitely leaving behind his villainous ways to some degree. Um, but I don't know how much of that is like real decisions he's made and how much of it is just he's the protagonist of the show. Um, like re- He's making changes, but a lot of it is situational and a lot of it is like specific characters he cares about you know what i mean which is kind of the first step yeah baby steps yeah <laughs> he's, he's been doing bad for so long first fall in love with yourself which he did right. oh, well he always had that in, in spades um <laughs> and, and then another version of yourself that's that's the second step yeah you gotta love all versions of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's what's, you know, you're talking about Thor and how he has that view of him uh, and how he's, he's, he has that hope for him. And I'm reminded of that the scene in Ragnarok where Thor's talking about that and he's like, doesn't trust him, but he still loves him. You know what I mean? He's like accepted yeah. the flawed Loki that he is. And yeah, it would be really powerful to see that. Um, I love that. And I, and I just want to see him go further down that road. Like it's this first step toward broader empathy to have like empathy and care for one or two characters. And then like, he cares about Mobius. He cares about Sylvie. Um, let's see that expand out. And that's one of, one of mine is I want to see an expansion of the storylines of some of the smaller characters that we got in season one. Like, I want more out of Hunter B-15. I think she was one of the most fascinating characters. Uh, Ravana Renslayer was awesome. Uh, Casey yeah. was really, really great. But And all of these <laughs> characters, and Kehu Kwan joining the cast this year, all of those characters have been featured in the trailers, and I'm hoping that they get more screen time, and we, you know, maybe through connecting with them, we see Loki start to have a broader, like, heroic nature for more people than just the, like, it's easy to like be heroic toward the person you love. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, like that's, yeah. that's anybody can do that. Kingpin. You know what I mean? Like going back to like Daredevil. He, Vanessa. Um, <laughs> you heard Vanessa. <laughs> Sugar water, Vanessa. Um, <laughs> you sound weird. Oh my gosh. So we've we've done one a piece at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess now we circle back to. Uh, to piggyback off of that one, I want more of the TVA. I want I want to see precincts. I want to see mm-hmm. divisions. I want to see inner office politics. I want I want to see how they were all all the agents were taken because they're all variants. Yeah, there's a backstory like, there that we don't know. What mm. did B fifteen do that was so bad that caused her to become a, a or to be a variant and be brought into the TVA? What what happened there? Like was it? Was it just an offshoot, random thing? Like, what did she do that was so important to the to the timeline? Mm. But also, I want to see like how the TVA came to be, mm-hmm. right? Because if they're all variants, like it makes sense that they're under uh, He Who Remains, because like he, you know, set the timeline to be like, I want it to be this, and that is all. And then, like, obviously, he created the the TV. I say obviously, obviously, he created the TVA to like enforce <laughs> that primary main timeline, but like. It exists outside of time, or so we think, and so it's still around after the multiverse opened up. So, like, what's going on now? Why are they still there? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. 
who actually set them up? Well, and there's mysteries from last season that still feel like they're unresolved. And it's it's kind of a new TVA now. But like last season, there was all these kind of clues that Mobius had had his mind erased. Do you remember us talking about that? Like there's t- there's talk of this like rings of coffee uh, on his like table that he's like doesn't yep. remember creating. But like you kind of get the idea that like he's gone through this before. And actually, I never really thought about it. They're all variants. They all traipse around the timeline like crazy. How mm-hmm. often do they encounter their own variants? And like, if they do, is that why they get their minds reset? I don't know why I, I never thought about that before. But like, do they have the, the Men in Black? The, yeah, the in neuralizer black. for sure. <laughs> the neuralizer. <laughs> I'm gonna need all of you to look over here. Please. And we're back to sugar water. Yeah, there it is. It all it all comes back to oh MIB. My God. <laughs> I haven't talked about Men in Black in like five years. What are we doing right now? <laughs> all right, let's see if we can do it a third time. You know, they say uh, Men in Black comes in threes. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I th- didn't they say that they're the TVA there's only one TVA but I'm starting to think that that is not we don't true cuz like there's probably like that omniverse like collection of multiple multiverses that we're going to have to start seeing cuz what if Loki felt like Loki keeps slipping in and out the time slipping so what if oh, he yeah. fell into a completely different multiverse in a different universe right. and let's let's just blow it up let's just Make it as big as we want to. Two separate sacred timelines on top of each other. The problem is you think about oh, no. TVA and the way they are viewing the timeline. And they're viewing the multiverse as this string that keeps splitting off. So if they're viewing the multiverse, they sh- they probably aren't in the multiverse. Unless there are multiple He Who remains out in their <laughs> multiple uh, multiple <laughs> sacred timelines sitting it's with their- It's actually they who remain at this point. Yeah. They who remain. <laughs> well, think about like in Doctor Strange, like we haven't seen them see a paint universe or a universe where they're all animated. You don't see them popping in and out of those timelines. Sure, so like sure. what's yeah. going on? Where are they underwater? You know, well, what's the, going on? Well, the yeah. thing is- the, the version of time that we have in season Loki season one is before Sylvie stabs. So all those other universes couldn't exist because Kang was stopping them from existing. Um, yep. So during season one, there were no other universes during season two. We could get those weird offshoot paint universes and animated yeah. universes. Well, that's and what stuff. I want to see. We can yeah. get the hot dog fingers universe. Yes. Now. <laughs> yes, yes do it. Oh my gosh. And K Kwan's in it. So like, That'd yeah, be a lot. it would be so good if we got Kehu Kwan <laughs> with with hot dog fingers. Um, I would love it. I'd love it so much. For those of you who haven't seen it, and since we have maybe some new people who've never heard this talk about the show on this show, my favorite movie <laughs> is uh, Everything Ever All at Once. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, I know it, it like won Oscars, and everybody knows about it now, but it's still just the best. I won just like a couple. No. <laughs> yeah, just, just yeah, like one or like, two. Like, you know, best picture, best actor, best, pictures, best supporting yeah, actor. This little you thing. Know, I still nothing. feel no. like I talk about it and people don't know it. Like, I still like talk to people about it and they're like, what movie? What is it? And I think part of it's the name. I think it's, I love the name, but I think it's kind of such a mouthful that people don't uh, yeah. remember. All right. Are we moving <laughs> yeah. on to two? Uh, sure. Yeah. What's your second so one? So mine is, I know that we talked about Ravana in the comics a little bit and how she's like the love of Kang's life and he's always destined to watch her die unless he stays away from her. You mm. know, he has to spend an eternity alone without her. So I would really have a desire to see that relationship and her struggle finding out like who she is, having him like having made her a variant to save her and have her forget to to save her life while like him having to always be like, I don't know if they're going to do it, but that's a desire I want. I want to see the two of them like have this relationship that they have in the comics. Mm, this, I can't love. touch it, but I can't touch it, but I love you. And I'm going to have to make you forget yeah. to save you. And I have to be sad forever. I love that stuff. <laughs> That's kind of the, uh, the Hancock 
uh, love story. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> it always comes back. It's Will Smith it that it comes back to. It always comes back to Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that Hancock love idea, though, where we're like, in order to continue existing, we have to be separate. But like, in the sacred timeline, Ravana was a school teacher. Or a principal or something like that, right? Maybe. Like, they they went to her office yeah. and, oh, are you saying that Kang planted her there yes. somewhere else in time? Yeah, yeah, to keep her protected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I think that's why she's when she goes, goes after him, I think she's going to catch up with him. They're all dressed like it's 19-whatever when they meet up with Victor uh, Timely. Victor Timely, So I feel yeah. like, you know, I don't even know if that variant will recognize her. I don't know. That's just, I want them to have this moment of him being like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. I'm a real sucker for that kind of storyline of like, you know, the lovers that can't be together for whatever cosmic sci-fi reason. And they just are close <laughs> enough and they all just breathe into each other's mouth like Bridgerton. <gasps> That's romance. <laughs> That's romance right there. Uh, my second is um, I just want, I want them to finally break down what is going on with the Kang dynasty. Like give me some real information about what is happening, who is Kang, uh, why is Kang, how is Kang, all of the things. Like, <laughs> let me know, like, what's going on. I, I know we're going to get some Victor Timely, and that may be the only Kang variant we get in this uh, season, but I just really hope that we get some more about, like, the structure of what Kang is planning and what the Kang dynasty is all about. Um, and I know we've got a while till uh, that all comes, but, like, I, I want it. I want it. <laughs> Frank Eakin said, it's all wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. <laughs> yes. What yes, is that? Is. That's really cool. They could just pop in and leave a little chat. Oh, cool. <laughs> hey, Brian. <laughs> That's very, very cool. <laughs> I, uh, I've seen other people commenting like in the, in the Strand of Panna chat on Facebook um, uh, that like we know who purchased the, uh, the Avengers <laughs> Tower, like Stark Tower now. The Who. And, you know, something to do with Doctor Who. So like the Whovians are all about like oh yeah bring in Doctor Who and like link it to the to the timeline. So like it being all wibbly wobbly timey wimey is hilarious. Very appropriate. Uh, so Kang's uh, Kang's backstory. That's what you're saying, right, Matt? Yeah, it's more of Kang's backstory. Uh, understanding more. I just want answers about where he's been. Like and also just like in the world where the MCU is just like. Feeling a little aimless. A lot of people are complaining about the sort of like aimlessness and like lack of connectivity. Like I just need them to like I need like the Babe Ruth point at the bleachers thing that they've done That's many times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I need this to tie in, in the Marvel somehow. I don't care how they do it, but can we just make some connection? Yeah. Like, can we get everybody connect back together? Something to me. Come Please. On. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting how much I want connection, but also I understand that Loki is probably the least likely place to give give me that connection. Maybe Doctor Strange. I feel like Loki is eventually going to like loop back and touch the movies again uh, once the series ends or whatever. Or like I think he will eventually oh. touch the series again. But like I think for a while Loki's just so disconnected and running around in the TVA. It yeah. could be Doctor Strange because him and Clea are off in the multiverse trying to stop incursion. So of mm. all of the characters he could bump into, yeah. Doctor Strange would be the, the best most one. likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and that's like good. he's already there trying to fix incursions. So like, and he's like you. Yeah. He's like you. <laughs> ah. and we already know that Benedict Cumberbatch was willing to do WandaVision uh, a few years ago and wanted to, and then they couldn't because of COVID. So him yeah. appearing on a Disney Plus series is not out of the question. Yeah, I would love that. And there's already been great interaction between Strange and Loki. 
It's like, no, you're not going to make me fall for 30 minutes again. No. It's not <laughs> My happening. favorite is when he's like, nope, see ya. And he just puts yeah. him through the, the time thing or whatever, the Doctor Strange circle. Yeah. The portal. I can't remember. The portal. The sling ring portal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like, bye-bye. <laughs> the last episode of Loki, um, he who remains is like, oh, wait till you meet my, you think I'm bad? Wait till you meet my variants. And it's like, I'm ready for that to be. I know we saw Kang in Ant-Man, but I hope that like Victor Timely just turns out to be this absolutely horrific guy. Mm. Yeah, I like just, show I'm me why he's so terrified. Yeah. <laughs> show me why Loki is looking at him like, no, 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 that's him. That's the guy. He's the scariest mof and ever in existence. I think he got that from the end. Mm. I've always contended that like all that stuff that he remains said is kind of bullshit. Like mm. it, it's him talking about you wait until you see my variants. They're all way worse than me. That's coming from his perspective. He, he made himself out to be the good guy of all the stories he told. Yeah. And I just think that he's probably, he conquered the entire timeline. And that probably means he was a pretty bad dude back in the day. Um, and it's just like he just has this view of those other guys as the other. They were from the other universe. They were trying to destroy me, and I destroyed them first. Like that's that's not. I just don't think he's a very uh, accurate narrator. <laughs> he's got that Saw Guerrero outlook. Yeah, 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 for you sure. Can't kill me. <laughs> My third is I want to see uh, an Iron Lad setup. I want to mm. see young Kang. With the, like, going into Young Avengers kind of thing. And, like, I want that to be part of Kang's plans. Where he's like, I need to work with my younger self and, like, develop myself earlier. And, like, try to almost, like, start grooming himself at a young age. To Mm. be, like, to condition him to become this big bad. Mm -hmm. And then, like, that pushes him to be a hero. Mm. Or pushes the younger version to be a hero. I'd like that a lot. I like the Iron Lad thing. One of the strengths of that story, though, is how much of a surprise it is, because yeah. you think he's just this kid, and it turns out to be a variant of Kang, and it's like it's it's really mind twisty. Um, and you saw it's like at the end, he's the hero that has to choose to go be the villain. It's it's very cool, but. A lot of it is the surprise of it. So I wonder if they would change that. I wonder if they would adapt that story, but make it not Iron Lad. Because we'll know if Iron Lad shows up, we know what's happening, right? Yeah. Um, I wonder if they would adapt that story and make it someone else completely, someone we do, would not expect it to be, and then they end mm. up being Kang. Like that could be really interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, if everything doesn't work out with the Jonathan Majors uh, legal troubles. Uh, that's how they could recast it. Mm. I'm ready for she who remains. That's what I was talking. I'm ready. My third is I want Sylvie to, to kind of turn into like a, a she who remains for a little bit and then be like, I hate this job. Screw this. Cause there's gotta <laughs> be a reason why she's hiding in what looks like the seventies. Yeah. Copy of my bangs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Being I just, a McDonald's worker. <laughs> I don't listen. We've been there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but it's just not something, what she did isn't something she can just run away from. So I just am interested, like, I want to see her kind of be a a girl boss for a little while and then just be like, I hate this. I am out of here. I made a huge mistake. (laughs) Well, I I love that, though, that, like, if she's just hanging out at at the the castle, like, the the Citadel beyond time, or the Citadel at the end of time, uh, the Citadel is, like, so isolating. And it's huge, huge place that she would just be, like, puttering around in all by herself and like if she's jumping back 
or like from she was living in apocalypses, right? Like that's where she grew up was going from apocalypse to apocalypse. And like with that being her livelihood, like she's lonely. She's been alone. Like either she's watching everyone die over and over again and jumping back to a time when they don't know who she is and has to reintroduce like 51st dates all over again, except they're like fated <laughs> to die at the end of the day. But uh, so like, that's gotta be incredibly isolating and, you know, being chased by the TVA the whole time. So like to not be chased by the TVA, to just be like watching from the Citadel forever. Like that's gotta be also incredibly isolating and awful. So that, that lines up perfectly with what you want. And I, hmm. I love that. Yeah. I don't think we'll see her, uh, taking on that responsibility this season because that was the whole thing. The decision she made at the end of last season was she refused to do it. Like by killing Kang, instead of taking his place, uh, or by killing he who remains instead of taking his place, she was like, like, screw it. Timeline's done. Split it all up. You know, Um, (laughs) timeline be damned. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of the choice (laughs) she made, but I could see a world where like, that is what we're heading towards because like, yeah, it's the classic like resist the call thing where like she resisted the call so hard she like split the timeline apart. And I could kind of see a reluctant Sylvie or maybe Sylvie and Loki together choosing to like that's how the series ends or something. The or like even Secret Wars ends. They need someone to sit on those chairs and like control time and they finally reluctantly choose to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. But it's like if there's two of them together. That's better. Have, a, have fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. A little romance. A little romance <laughs> in, at the end of time with yourself. Nothing else better to do. <laughs> Build a library. You know, they could have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, there is nothing I want more than a broke down mansion at the end of time with no neighbors. Yeah. Nobody, nobody to bother me. me. <laughs> I'm just looking. At, I always look out my windows as it is at everybody. Like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Yeah, you know? yeah, they're not yeah, coming over my, here. They better actually, not. Actually, it's kind, and then it's with Loki. Dream scenario. <laughs> <laughs> we found it. Found it. We all heard you talk about Loki last week. Uh, yes, I we, did. We covered we covered <laughs> Thor last week, and uh, Ashley was very excited about a thirty year old Tom Hiddleston. Little baby face. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that angst. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy hates me. Tell I don't me. hate you. Hate that angst. Um, I don't hate you. <laughs> All right, Matt, what was your last one? My last one is, uh, so one of my favorite things in this first season is the uh, complete retelling of the moment from Endgame, um, where you, and, and, and it, what's neat about it is it's the, the moment from Endgame where he falls through the portal, and you get sort of a just different perspective on it, a lot of the same recycled footage, um, but in the moment in Endgame, there's like multiple Avengers kind of watching from the side from the future or whatever. Um, I would really like to see them do some sort of cool epic connection like that again, where the TVA has gone to all these different places. How cool would it be if they revisited actual moments on the timeline that we know about, you know, and, and had to Ooh, stop cool. changes or, or like be the uh, fly on the wall, fixing things or making sure they go the right way. They're sort of like protecting whatever timeline they're in by actually going, visiting movies we've seen before, like revisiting parts of the infinity saga. Um, it cool. would be cool. I, I, I might be retreading. Be nice. Uh, you know, old ground that they want to leave behind or whatever, but like, 
Yeah, it, it would just be neat to even if it's just a small thing. Like I would just like like to see them uh, like really connect to some of the previous movies. You know, I would I, I wouldn't mind that as like a uh, a different way to to guide the timeline rather than just like oh this one's uh, a variant branch we just got to cut it off like rather than <laughs> like having to put the dog down every time when it pees on the carpet instead of you know teaching it to to go outside <laughs> yeah no it's brutal you're killing billions of people when you when you prune a timeline mm-hmm. It's awful, Ashley. <laughs> One dog, billions of people. You got me distracted. I'm like, but we saved the dog. <laughs> but we saved the dog. That's what I'm saying. We got to save yeah, the dog okay. by yeah. guiding it. So like, got you. If, they, if they go back in time to like, just kind of put, <laughs> or like pop into, into time to just like, eh, let's put this back on the right path. Yeah. What I don't want them to do is rewrite the timeline yeah. at all. Like the whole MCU timeline. Can we not do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Or, you know, we could actually get different versions of the TVA to guide individual timelines. So that all of those timelines could exist simultaneously without colliding into each other hmm. and like causing those incursions that they showed in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah, I bet we'll learn a little more about how incursions work since they like they showed on the screen all those timelines crisscrossing at the end of the season one. And it's like, OK, well, I guess we're, we need to know how incursions work. Uh, we need to know a little more detail. And uh, we, we, we know they had that meeting like last year where they all got together to talk about how the multiverse would really work so they could kind of like line up all the different properties. So I'm excited to see how uh, Loki responds to that and like, you know, spells out a little bit more of the rules. I always say when we talk about these like fantastical worlds, like we need... You need solid Establish rules. Establish rules yeah. and follow them. Yeah, you got to follow rules, the rules. Rules, Eli. <laughs> What's that, Hesh? From there will be blood. Rules, <laughs> Eli. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you, have to, you have to have your rules. It's like vampires or whatever. They're like, they, they have certain, you know, you got to invite them in, whatever, garlic, steaks. Like, the, you have to have the rules to follow them. If there's no rules, like, then the monster is so ill-defined that you can't hope for anything or fear anything. Like you, you need those things to, to be hoping for. And so I think the multiverse needs rules uh, and needs to be clarified a little bit. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Loki desires. Your feedback. Your desires. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> All right. Well, we wanted to uh, end the show by throwing out some of the Loki desires that people sent in this week. Uh, some Loki Loki desires and feedback here. KT Lizbeth says, uh, Loki desires uh, the way Jeff and Matt, <clears throat> uh, the way Jeff and Matt said it made me laugh. <laughs> desires. Loki. Desires. Um, I will make it simple for all the fans attracted to the god of mischief. My Loki desire is to see Loki get naked. <laughs> what I mean is, <laughs> give him the treatment Taika gave to Thor in Love and Thunder. Goody bags blurred out, but otherwise we see Loki in his Asgardian Jotunheim glory. <laughs> Actually, this Loki desire is dedicated to you. <laughs> Oh, I've seen it. Go see the. Go watch the apartment or something. Apartment complex. Mm, okay. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ashley has hacked his phone. <laughs> she's got. She's got. Uh, all those... It's called High Rise. It's called High Rise. Oh, okay. And he's naked tanning. So. High Rise. Okay. Well, also, uh, oh. I rewatched episode one of season one today, and there's the scene where he does get his clothes burned off. It's pretty. 
Yeah, I like there's that a, too. Yeah, it was finest that guardian so, leather. So KT, you've already got your your desire is half met there. Yeah, but he's in a different costume in in high rise. Mm. But in in Loki, he he definitely yeah. He's just yeah. Loki. He yeah, stripped. he's not Loki. If you squint, you know? <laughs> yeah. I could pretend his hair is black. Plus, there's a couple really great sex scenes in it. So I, I recommend High Rise to everybody. It is kind of a horror. It's like a dystopia. Hmm. So it's a weird film. Cool. I'll I'll check it out. Um, mostly for the Tom Hilson nudity. Uh, okay, this one I've only I only read a little bit of it. Uh, ahead here, but Sharon, uh, our good friend Waterfall Angel, says, My Loki season two desires. Um, number one, Sylvie kills Loki. <laughs> oh, <laughs> some, some pretty darkness harsh. there, <laughs> Sharon. Um, wow, number why? two, I don't know. There's <laughs> oh, no explanation. No explanation. Just like that's, that's what that's what we that's want. That's what you got. Number two, huh. Miss Minutes and Hunter B15. Team up to murder Ravana, and they succeed. <laughs> okay, just murder. I'm okay with that. We one. want murder. Waterfall devil, come on. Uh, <laughs> hey, Lucifer was an angel. Indeed, indeed. Oh, true. Number true, true. three. <laughs> Mobius living his best life, probably on a jet ski. Yeah. yeah, we need that jet ski. I feel like there's no way we're not going to get something like that. I at thought some for point. sure we were going to get in season one, but at the time we didn't know for sure if we're getting season two and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I thought, I, yeah, yeah, we need a Mobius jet ski scene. They were at the jet ski store in they the trailer. Were indeed. They were indeed. Number four, Mephisto reveals himself from his stork form. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it That's is. That's the one. <laughs> That's fine. Mephisto, and it's Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Oh, Mephisto is behind it all and has been the whole time and is like, it's been me the whole time. <laughs> you know what he'd be a good Mephisto? Ty, what's his name? Ty Burrellis? Burris? He'd be great. I could see that. I, I'm, I can't remember his last name. It's Ty. With mm-hmm. Yeah, he has that <laughs> angular face. Yeah, he's in a modern family. Well, no, he was already in the MCU, though. He's Doc, was he? Doc Samson. Oh, come on. We don't talk about the Hulk movie. <laughs> Nobody remembers that. I remember that. He does a good job in that one, though. He keeps his he does. That, That's why that movie uh, did so poorly. Mephisto. It was Mephisto all along. <laughs> it was Mephisto. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> there it is. Sharon continues. Uh, okay, so maybe all of my desires are linked to me gaining fantasy points and the rest of my league losing them. <laughs> Oh, there's the, there it is. There it is. The truth oh, shall set you free. She, she admits it. She admits it. Um, for all time, always, Sharon. Uh, okay, so clearly this is a trolley feedback, so feel free to ignore it if you want. No way, man. That was the best feedback. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, it's fabulous. Very, very good. Very, very good. Uh, this one here, we have a Loki feedback. This is not a Loki desire, um, but it's a Loki, so might as well. Uh, Jason Bailey says, hello, friends. I'm rewatching Loki season one in preparation for season two. And Sylvie says something that sounds like a mistake, but maybe I'm missing something. When Loki and Sylvie, uh, sorry, it was autocorrected to Sylvia. And I was like, who's Sylvia? Um, when Loki and Sylvie are on the front steps of the castle looking place, um, I think he means the Citadel, the Citadel, um, where they find he who hopefully remains, uh, they pause, and uh, Sylvia says, 
<laughs> okay, shut up. I was pruned before you even existed. Uh, I have been waiting for the, this moment my entire life. I just need need a second to get my head straight. Hmm. Is her use of the word pruned a mistake here? I felt uh, that when she pruned herself and reunited with Loki at the end of time and experienced Eliath, uh, that was her first time being there. Uh, thank you and love the podcast, Bailey. I think she just means pruned as she got taken from the timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Where she yeah. existed. Her timeline was pruned. Like she, she, her timeline was pruned, and therefore she was pruned, and then she escaped, and then went into hiding in in apocalypses or whatever. Um, so she's saying like she did that before Loki existed. So if Loki is also like fifteen hundred years old or whatever, like we talked about with Thor last week, um, does that mean that Sylvie's been running from the TVA for fifteen hundred years or whatever? That's a long yeah, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. Probably not so long when you hit that like one thousand. Like the t- the years probably seem so much shorter because you know like as we get older we're like God time flies so much faster because when you're young you're like the summer's so long but now summer's like gone years just go by like the older mm-hmm. you get the faster the years go it is it does seem well, seem that way I wonder if that's I wonder what what that phenomenon causes that phenomenon is it just because we have more time so more reference like there's more reference time to think about or is it because like the years get shorter because we're nearing the end is coming i don't know it's it's like a weird no. i think it's a percentage thing. thing like a percentage of your life is passing mm-hmm. and the the bigger that percentage is the 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 greater it feels like so mm-hmm. when you're younger uh summer is a huge percentage so long yeah but like now it's just like a blip there's also this just like basic thing where like a day is memorable when it's novel and the more yeah. right. the more time you live the less novel days you have, which is such a sad thing to say, but it's just <laughs> yeah, true. really depressing, Matt. It is really depressing. Um, I'm sorry we got down this this rabbit hole. Yeah, um, we are not going to foot anyone's therapy <laughs> bills after this conversation. Yeah, it's like Barbie. Do you guys think about dying? <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else have irrepressible thoughts of death? <laughs> Love that movie. I think I think it's something to do with that. So you think about your your year, and so many days were like going to work going to do the thing. And it's like, you just, it's not even that you're having bad experiences. You've just done them all before. So it's just less memories, right. less like fresh, new, crazy memories are being created. You're so maybe not- if you're running from apocalypses all the time, every time it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So maybe it, you know, maybe it does take a little longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> go through a year. I can, I can say <laughs> this last year for me was crazy. So much Goodbye. happened this year that this year thinking like I just hit the one year mark, uh, uh, from some major changes in my life. And like, I just realized it the other day and I was like, that was a year ago. What? Like this year has not seemed short at all. And it's because like so many novel, crazy, mm. interesting things happened. Um, so I wonder if that's, I wonder if that's it. Huh. Man. All right. On that note, on that note, <laughs> that's our, that's our, that's our feedback for Loki desires. I had a novel experience yesterday. What'd you do? I went to record a podcast on a different network. What? In someone's garage. Oh, what? cool. Like out in LA? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, out in LA. Cheater. Uh, well, some, some guys that I met at the wedding that I went to uh, across the world. or in Naboo. Uh, yeah, in Naboo, uh, after going through Tatooine. Um, they, one of them is uh, the, like, they're, I think all three of them are prop masters. 
or in props, like working in props in, in film and TV. Uh, and one of them runs the podcast for the Prop Masters Guild. Ooh. And they've all, like, I think they all worked on uh, the show American Horror Stories, plural. Wow. They're the, the offshoot show. Mm-hmm. Um, before it moved to Jersey, and then it's going to come back, and they're probably going to be asked to do it again. Anyway, um, so they have a podcast called Failing Hollywood that is mostly about like behind the scenes stuff and they uh they have famous guests on and then they decided to also have me on and I don't know why, but I, I went to talk to them. That's super so, cool. What did they talk to you about? I mean, we just shot the shit for two hours. Okay. <laughs> like it started with uh talking about podcasting and you know how it is to be like outside looking in, like a consumer looking in, but uh they're like we got off topic. I I derail podcasts. You know this. <laughs> Not with me. <laughs> <laughs> and and we got off topic and went all over the place so much. But that comes out on Wednesday uh, of this upcoming week. So cool. Failing Hollywood's the name of it. Failing Hollywood. Sweet yep. man. Yeah, we'll uh, cool. need to check that out. That's really cool, man. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Good conversation with those guys. They're great. There's tons of great podcasts out there in uh in LA. Um LA. Actually that was the best one yet. Because <laughs> I'm a little sick. Yeah. <laughs> I just like so over it. <laughs> oh my god. And so uh, we've talked about that, how you're out there and you can like get to know some other podcasters out in the area. You should That's hang so cool. out with Bill. <laughs> yeah. Keep totally. telling you. You can go to all those movie premieres with him. That is so cool. I, sh- I should. I uh, I would really like to you know do some of those movie premiere things uh, and get a little bit more credibility behind the Stranded Panda name. Mm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we we yeah. There's so many things we got to do to like get. We need to get into like premieres and stuff and like be able to do a timely uh, reviews. We've talked about it for years, but we just we had no connections. We're just dudes talking on the mic. We just thankful for all you pandas out there who listen. So thank you. That's about all we got time for. Uh, before we hop off of International Podcast Day, you guys want to tell them uh, where they uh, anything else you want to tell them about? We're, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Come join us. Come subscribe. Anywhere you get podcasts. Um, yeah. We got one more episode of Pandavision on the Stranded Panda Podcast Network. Yeah. Uh, sorry, we got one more episode of Pandavision talking about Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, the show is not ending forever. We're just, we're covering Ahsoka right now because it's it's what's on. Yeah. And, um, and it's real good. Yeah. Real good. <laughs> uh, if you're into horror, I host a show with a, my co-host, Bill Bria, called Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater, and it's very Joe Bob Briggs, Elvira, kind of, we- Break down all the fun facts and behind the scenes stuff behind all your favorite horror movies. So yeah, you can get that on all the yeah. places and all all of our stuff. We're the Stranded Panda Network, and it's StrandedPanda.com. We cover all kinds of stuff over there. So check it out. Thanks for letting us be a part of this International Podcast Day. We really really <laughs> appreciate it, and uh, we will uh, we we love to do it anytime. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. And a huge shout out to both. That's right, there's two of them now. Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. 
And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv.